Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening to the broadcast tonight. This is LeVon Brill and founder of Evan Lloyd Campaigns. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit said to the church. And, Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and shall be revealed, you be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen, 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 and amen again. This is Discipleship Week. We're focusing in on discipling. The topic for this week is Discipleship and Beyond, Engaging the Shift. In celebration of, of uh, fortifying and empowering church planning throughout the United States, I want to join the uh, curriculum that is being echoed throughout the church community this week in leadership building at various pastors and leaders' conferences. And I would also put, put a plug in for our own fellowship, the Ecclesia Ministry Coalition, which is a minister's uh, fellowship for all uh, ordained clergy and business leaders and musicians to collectively uh, unite for the cause of Christ. And in doing so, we're building the kingdom of God by making kingdom history this year. So I want you to consider that. Look on our, um, our websites and information and find um, our information about the Ecclesia Ministry Coalition. Tonight our focus begins in the Gospel of Luke. Luke was a physician with, uh, uh, with uh, Jesus, that accompanied Jesus, and he emphasizes Jesus' um, ancestry, his early life before carefully and chronolo- um, more carefully and chronologically um, about his earthly ministry. And um, he was a... Are uh, able to articulate events um, with keen um, obedience, but his emphasis in the entire uh, gospel was to challenge those to believe and count the events that were documented, including his resurrection, as proof and validity of him being Christ. But in this particular uh, book, Luke emphasizes the fact that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. It was Jesus' ministry that afforded him uh, a task at hand to fulfill the law and the prophets. But that would come when he would raise a people to a righteous conscience and cause them to walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, Luke depicts a, a journey of faith. And in discipleship, we are, we are awakened to several things. The, 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 to study discipleship, we would have to look at the, the, the Gospels of the Old Testament. And, of course, we know those who are a little more scholastically um, elite know that the Old Testament was still in play while Jesus was walking on the earth because the testator or the New Testament demands that the testator die. 
and we know that he did not die until after the accounts uh, of the Gospels were spoken, uh, or actually not after they were written, but when the encounters and the experiences of the uh, Gospels was while he was on earth. Uh, Luke then concludes in the 24th chapter of Luke that after he reveals himself and shows proof of his uh, to his disciples that he raised, in verse 44 it says, And these said, uh, he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Now this is the key part. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it is behooved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are the witnesses of these things. Which awakens how Jesus caused the reformation of the awake and the awakening of the church to take place. All right? In verse 49, it says, And behold, I send a promise of my Father upon you. But tarry, which means to wait, in the city of Jerusalem, and ye shall be endued with power from on high. Well, when we talk about discipleship, we need to understand that discipleship is only the beginning, the, the beginning of the canvas of the scheme of redemption. It is the training ground. It is ground zero of the Christian experience. And it is in that process that we learn to engage in the shift. Now, what is happening in church cultures today is that leadership is realizing that there is a, uh, a difference between a gathering and a group that has been discipled. So the emphasis today is to develop disciples. But my encouragement to those that are seeking to develop disciples is to remember the process in which the scripture outlines to us what discipleship is all about. And tonight, let's begin by systematically outlining a, a, a concept of discipling, by describing what a discipleship-driven ministry is. Exactly is. Now, in Scripture, we don't have to play and guess and do an over-analytical um, study on what discipleship is because the entire gospel reveals encounters and experiences and enlightenment on the concept of discipleship. So we can clearly see that it was initiated in the scheme of Scripture. We know that discipleship did not just begin with Jesus that the prophets of old had discipleship. There's nothing, no difference from an apprenticeship or a school of, of people training in a particular field like the schools of the prophets or the Levitical priesthood, which was a lineage that was dedicated and devoted toward the things of God. And the disciples, however, take on another connotation because discipleship were people that were already engaged in the vocation 
that submitted their vocations to the discipline and the order of God specifically for fulfilling prophetic utterances, um, psalm utterances, and, uh, like Jesus said, uh, the laws which Moses had established for the sake of the people of God being covenant-bound. So discipleship is a covenant concept that we as the church must learn to embrace when we talk about building and constructing God's church. We can reflect on how Jesus interacted with his disciples in order to better articulate and to communicate uh, how we can involve ourselves with uh, God's people. And as leaders of the body of Christ, which I'm focusing on tonight, it is important that we don't build uh, a concept that goes against the core convictions of our faith. And the practice of faith and the vocation or the life work of faith is a people profession. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but it says, how can they hear with, unless a preacher, and how can they preach unless they be sent? And then it says, blessed are they that preach the gospel. So discipleship is a pattern uh, principle in the scripture that if we apply it biblically, we will see uh, a greater uh, effect in the lives of God's people on earth. Now, ultimately, the discipleship process is, is for the sake of conversion, converting from unbelief to faith in God. And the, and, and the way we do that is by pointing them to our greatest resolve, that the cross awakens, awakens our attention to the Christ. And because of the cross, and the sacrifice on the cross, we have access to the Christ that gives us access to our, our Father God. And it's because we have access because of what was done on the cross, we have a right to approach an all-holy God that cannot look on sin because he became sin, although he knew no sin, that the righteousness of God might be in us by faith. So we thank God for the work of Jesus, and in doing so, we, dis we develop disciples after Christ. Well, what happened in, in the Bible? We see five basic things that happen in the Scripture. First of all, obviously, the discipleship process was, number one, an adventure. They, they took, uh, you remember, the, uh, I love to look at the illustration of when Peter had a group of men um, in his trade as a fisherman, and he was toiling all night. And he had let down his nets for a catch so that way he can use it for uh, provision for his lifestyle. But he had been toiling all night and hadn't been catching nothing. Jesus walks alone and sees this man skillfully working with his workers and says, cast your nets on the other side. And he says, no, I've been toiling all night and day, but since you're Jesus, nevertheless, at your word, I'll, I'll let down the nets. When he let down the nets, the nets were so full that they broke. They broke and they had an influx of fish in that uh, ship that the ships began to sink. Peter and them gathered all the uh, things, continued his business, left his business there and took everything that he had and followed Jesus. Because if at one command of obedience with Jesus, he could let down the net and have an abundance of supply of fish. Could you imagine walking with him? And that's what happened. It was an adventurous experience. They observed the miraculous because they saw significant impact 
on the leader who was Jesus at that time, and they, they followed him. The second thing that Jesus did with the disciples was he offered advice. He provided advice through, a, a, through an alternative perspective. Until then it was given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And he spoke to the crowds in parables. So that way the language that he can say with his disciples was different from the language that he can say, convey with secular society. As a result of him having this intimate communication, there was times where he advised them to not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And then he also gave them new assurances, thirdly, new assurances. Not only was it an adventure full of advice, but it had an assurance that there was something more meaningful coming after this. And if you stuck to the plan of discipleship that he had for them, they would come out with assurances in life that they are pleasing to God and that they were able to raise up, uh, raise up an inheritance on the earth and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not only did he give them a blessed assurance, not only eternally in the heavens, but he anointed them with the same power that he operated in so they could function too and bear witness that it was not just for one man's show, but it was so that the kingdom of God could be on earth as it is in heaven. He anointed them. He gave them abilities beyond the norms. And they were surprised because they could have went out in their own names. But when they used the authority of the name of Jesus, many signs and wonders were done. Uh, and we thank God for that. We know that ultimately all of that was, was sealed up in a greater authority that would only be released when they accepted the Spirit, which brought us back to our text in Luke 24. Jesus opened their understanding so they could understand the Scriptures. Discipleship is a plan to convert the sinner from unbelief to faith. And in order to do that, they have to give credence to the Scripture. Jesus did not disciple the people until they had a high regard and an understanding of the Word. The Scripture lets us know in all of our getting to get an understanding. And the Bible says that if ye continue in my words, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Why does the truth make you free? Because you are a disciple that is dedicated to the word of God. If you abide in me, the scripture says, and my word abides in you, then you can ask what you will. So our relationship with God is predicated on our ability to be discipled in Christ. Discipleship in Christ means three basic things, that we fulfill the commission that Christ Jesus had achieved when we were assisting and experiencing him through those adventures, advice, insurances, and being anointed and authorized by the Lord Jesus. Then it, it tells us to feed the body of Christ with the word of God. And in addition to feeding the body of Christ with the word of God, we follow the ways of Jesus by depending on the Holy Spirit, which he promised. We, we fulfill his commission. We feed the body of Christ with the word of God, and we follow the ways of Jesus by depending on the Holy Spirit in which he promised. And when we do that, we see that the discipleship process is working. Now, Scripture lets us know in Mark 34 
4, actually Mark 4, verse 34, that he expounded all things to his discipleship because discipleship was an initiation stage to, to the way of life. That you can, if he's not